0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 2, season 2. I hope you're enjoying our book, Charlotte's Web. I am really enjoying reading it to you guys. As I have told you before, it is one of my favorite books ever. Uh, I have read it many times together with my students, and I really hope you guys are enjoying it so far. I want to get started immediately with Chapter 4. Many of you guys have messaged me and told me that you are enjoying this reading exercise, this reading process, and so I want to get straight into uh, Chapter 4. What's the name of Chapter 4? It is Loneliness. The next day was rainy and dark. Rain fell on the roof of the barn and dripped steadily from the eaves. Rain fell in the barnyard and, and ran in crooked courses down into the lane where twistles and pigweed grew. Rain spatted against Mrs. Zuckerman's kitchen windows and came gushing out of the downsprouts. Rain fell on the backs of the sheep as they gazed As they grazed in the meadow. When the sheep tired of standing in the rain, they walked slowly up the lane and into the fold. So in this first paragraph, we have two words. I want to remind you guys of the word barn. Remember, when you visit a farm, animals live in a barn. Yeah, inside of a barn. Also, meadow meadow is a field of hay. So, you could say that a meadow is a hay field. Now, what exactly is uh, hay? Basically, it's the yellow dry grass that cows and horses like to eat. Okay? Rain upset Wilbur's plans. So, we might say, "Mm, how is Wilbur... Uh, one of our main characters in this book. How is he feeling right now that it's raining? Well, it says that rain upset Wilbur's plans. What does that mean? It means that rain destroyed Wilbur's plans. Rain is kind of getting in the way of Wilbur's plans. Wilbur had planned to go out this day and dig a new hole in his yard. He had other plans too. His plans for the day went something like this. Breakfast at 6.30, skim milk, crusts, middlings, bits of doughnuts, wheat cakes with drops of maple syrup sticking to them, potato skins, leftover custard pudding with raisins, and bits of shredded wheat. Breakfast would be finished at 7.00. From 7.00 to 8.00, Wilbur planned... To have a talk with Templeton, the rat that lived under his thrall. Now, careful here, guys. Why? Because we have a new character, okay, a rat. His name is Templeton. And then we have this interesting word here, T-R-O-U-G-H. How do we pronounce it in English? We say Traw. traw. And what exactly is a trough? It is a container from which animals eat their foods. So that's another thing, you know, if you've ever been to a farm or who knows, maybe you live on a farm. You know that, you know, obviously we don't give animals their food, you know, on a plate, right? They have something which is called Uh, trough in English and it's a container and so we put their food inside of a trough and it's very common to find and to see troughs inside of barns which makes sense, right? Animals live inside of barns. So now we see here that the rat his name is Templeton lives under um, Wilbur's trough Talking with Templeton was not the most interesting occupation in the world, but it was better than nothing. From 8 to 9, Wilbur planned to take a nap outdoors in the sun. From 9 to 11, he planned to dig a hole or trench and possibly find something good to eat, buried in the dirt. From 11 to 12, he planned to stand still and watch flies on the boards, watch bees in the clover, and watch swallows in the air. 12 o'clock, lunchtime. Middlings, warm water, apple parings, meat gravy, carrots crappings, meat scraps, stale hominy, and the wrapper of a package of cheese. Lunch would be over at 1. From 1 to 2, Wilbur planned to sleep. From 2 to 3, he planned to scratch itchy places by rubbing against the fence. From 3 to 4, he planned to stand perfectly still and think of what it was like to be alive and to wait for Fern. At 4 would come supper. Remember, supper means dinner. So yes, it's an English word, obviously, but it's a word that is mostly used in British English And then in the United States, it's a word that you hear, you know, in southern states, like in Texas, Mississippi, Georgia. They use the word supper more than dinner. Okay. Skim milk, provander, leftover sandwich from Lurvie's lunchbox, prune skins, a moral of this, a bit of that, fried potatoes, marmalade drippings, a little more of this, a little more of that, a piece of baked apple, a scrap of upsided cake. Wilbur had gone to sleep thinking about these plans. He awoke at six and saw the rain, and it seemed as though he couldn't bear it. See he awoke at 6 which means he woke up at 6 saw the rain and he couldn't bear it he did not like it it was really really difficult for him to accept that it was raining outside I get everything all beautifully planned out it I get everything all beautifully planned out and it has to go and rain he said for a while he stood gloomily indoors, then he walked to the door and looked out. Drops of rain struck his face. His yard was cold and wet. His troll had an inch of rainwater in it. Templeton was nowhere to be seen. Are you out there, Templeton? called Wilbur. There was no answer. Suddenly Wilbur felt lonely and friendless. Look at this word, friendless. It means he felt completely alone, no friends at all. One day, just like another, he groaned. I'm very young. I have no real friend here in the barn. It's going to rain all morning and all afternoon, and fern won't come in such bad weather. Oh, honestly. And Wilbur was crying again for the second time in two days. So guys, at this point of this chapter, I want you to think about the name of the chapter. What is the name of the chapter? It is loneliness. Why is Wilbur crying right now? He is crying because he's feeling lonely. He feels like he has no friends there's nothing to do and most importantly he feels like he had already planned his day he already had a schedule for everything that he wanted to do so what exactly is the writer trying to tell us here what is the writer trying to remind us of here he's trying to remind us of the fact that yes you can make plans But that doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. It's like nature is always stronger than our plans. You understand my point here? So Wilbur is sad, he's feeling sorry for himself, he feels like he's all alone, no friends, and on top of everything, it's also raining. At 6.30, Wilbur heard the banging of a pail. Lurvy was standing outside in the rain, stirring up breakfast. Come on, pig, said Lurvy. Wilbur did not budge, so Wilbur did not move. Lurvy dumped the slops, scrapped in the pail, and walked away. He noticed that something was wrong with the pig. Wilbur didn't want food. He wanted love. He wanted a friend, someone who would play with him. He mentioned this to the goose, who was sitting quietly in a corner of the sheepfold. Will you come over and play with me, he asked. Sorry, 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 said the goose. I'm sitting on my eggs, eight of them. Got to keep them toasty, oasty, oasty warm. I have to stay right here. I'm no liberty, liberty gibbet. I do not play when there are eggs to hatch. I'm expecting goslings. Now, what exactly are goslings? Well, you know, we we use this word in English to describe uh, the babies of a goose. Well, I didn't think you were expecting woodpeckers, said Wilbur bitterly. Wilbur next tried one of the lambs. Will you please play with me, he asked. Certainly not, said the lamb. In the first place, I cannot get into your pen, as I am not old enough to jump over the fence. In the second place, I am not interested in pigs. Pigs mean less than nothing to me. What do you mean, less than nothing, replied Wilbur? I don't think there is any such thing as less than nothing. Nothing is absolutely the limit of nothingness. It's the lowest you can go. It's the end of the line. How can something be less than nothing? If there were something that was less than nothing, then nothing would not be nothing. It would be something. Even though it's just a very little bit of something. But if nothing is nothing, then nothing has nothing that is less than it is. Oh, be quiet, said the Lamb. Go play by yourself. I don't play with pigs. Before I move on to the next page, guys, I want to talk a little bit about this, what I just read to you guys. So, the name of this chapter is Loneliness. Wilbur is feeling very lonely. He is crying. He feels like he has no friends. And so what is he doing? He basically goes from animal to animal in the barn and he asks them to play with him. But guess what? All of them have something else that they are doing. Yeah, And actually the lamb is really extra rude because the lamb says, oh no. Not only do I not want to play with you, but I don't even play with pigs. Okay, so my question is, what is the writer trying to tell us here? Remember, everything that a writer writes as part of a book is not a coincidence. He or she is trying to share a deeper meaning, a deeper story with us. So what is that deeper meaning, that deeper story here? Well, First of all, the goose is busy. He, I'm sorry, she has her priorities, meaning she has to take care of her own kids first. So she's not going to leave her kids to go and play with Wilbur. No, she has to be responsible and take care of her own priorities. Okay, the lamb doesn't want to play with the pig because the lamb feels like, I don't want to play with pigs. And this part is really interesting to me, because it's like, hmm, why has the writer chosen a pig to be his main character, or one of his main characters? Think about it, guys. When we want to be mean to someone, what do we say? Oh, God, you look like a pig. You smell like a pig. You eat like a pig. Have you ever thought about that? Isn't that interesting that we're always using the pig as the bad animal? And it's like, why? What's wrong with pigs? You understand my point here? Okay. Sadly, Wilbur lay down and listened to the rain. Soon he saw the rat climbing down and slanting board, a slanting board that he used as a stairway. Will you play with me, Templeton? asked Wilbur. Play? said Templeton, twirling his whiskers, play? I hardly know the meaning of the word. Well, said Wilbur, it means to have fun, to frolic, to run and skip and make merry. I never do those things if I can avoid them, replied the rat sourly. I prefer to spend my time eating, gnawing, spying and hiding. I am a glutton but not a merry maker by the way what is a glutton a glutton is someone who likes to eat and drink a lot so as you guys can see the rat is not a very polite animal he he seems pretty selfish and self-absorbed actually right now i am on my way to your to your thraw to eat your breakfast since you haven't got sense enough to eat it yourself. And Templeton the rat crept steadily along the wall and disappeared into a private tunnel that he had dug between the door and the thraw in Wilbur's yard. Templeton was a crafty rat and he had things pretty much his own way. The tunnel was an example of his skill and cunning. The tunnel enabled him to get from the barn to his hiding place under the pig uh, thrall without coming into the open. He had tunnels and runways all over Mr. Zuckerman's farm and could get from one place to another without being seen. Usually he slept during the daytime and was abroad only after dark. Wilbur watched him disappear into his tunnel. In a moment, he saw the rat's sharp nose poke out from underneath the wooden thraw. Cautiously, Templeton pulled himself up over the edge of the thraw. This was almost more than Wilbur could stand. On this dreary, rainy day to see his breakfast being eaten by someone else, he knew Templeton was getting soaked, out there in the pouring rain but even that didn't comfort him friendless dejected and hungry he threw himself down in the manure and sobbed so there he is again Wilbur crying he sobbed the rat is now eating his breakfast everything is going wrongly today for Wilbur it's not going well for him he's not having a good day Okay, and even though, guys, this is a pig, an animal, in this, in this book. Think about it. How do we feel when we experience something like this in our lives? Many times we feel sorry for ourselves. We feel like, ugh, why are things not going my way? We start to cry. We start to complain. So that's pretty much what Wilbur is doing here. Late that afternoon, Lurvy went to Mr. Zuckerman's. I think there's something wrong with that pig of yours. He hasn't touched his food. Give him two spoonfuls of sulfur and a little molasses, said Mr. Zuckerman. Wilbur couldn't believe what was happening to him when Lurvie caught him and forced the medicine down his throat. This was certainly the worst day of his life. He didn't know whether he could endure the awful loneliness anymore. He didn't know if he could put up with the awful loneliness anymore. Darkness settled over everything. Soon there were only shadows and the noises of the sheep chewing their cuds, and occasionally the rattle of a cow chain up overhead. You can imagine Wilbur's surprise when out of the darkness came a small voice he had never heard before. It sounded rather thin, "'but pleasant. "'Do you want a friend, Wilbur?' it said. "'I'll be a friend to you. "'I've watched you all day, and I like you.' "'But I can't see you,' said Wilbur, jumping to his feet. "'Where are you, and who are you?' "'I'm right up here,' said the voice. "'Go to sleep. "'You'll see me in the morning.'" So I'm going to stop here, guys. As you can see, we have another character, very important character, that's going to join our story at this point. We don't know who it is yet, but we will find out in the next chapter. So as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you are enjoying this book. Remember, I don't own any rights whatsoever to this book. Uh, I'm just sharing this with you guys so that you can practice your English and above all, practice your reading skills. If you just listened to this podcast, if it's your very first time listening to this podcast, well, maybe you're a little bit confused. Uh, You know, it's like, oh, what's going on? What is she reading? If that's the case then don't forget to listen to all the other episodes that I have already uploaded uh, here. And I promise you that things will be much more clear to you. Have a good day, guys. Good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you guys very soon. Thank you.